dear readers. A welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. We hope we find you in good form. Uh, there have been a lot of developments in the D&D and RPG world recently that have given us all a lot to think about. No news or information this time, apart from obviously our usual exhortation to rate or review us in your podcast app of choice and to find us on social media and send us your thoughts. Instagram, Twitter, Face Thingy, all of the usual. Let us not tarry, dear readers. Instead, let us push on with episode 125 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, a brief visit to a space within civilization. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Uh, hello. Hello, everyone. I am here once again with Dan. G'day. Glowing golden Dan. Mm-hmm. Wise and shadowy Graham. Corpulent Johnny. And the uh, cybernetic <laughs> Paul. And we may be joined by the mysterious Dr. Eusebio Spider Lucas later. We don't know. We're not quite sure what he's up to. But uh, he may. Christmas. He may. Uh, retur- well, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's January. Yeah. It can't January be. Not. Monday the 19th How of December. How long did that take? How long did we get We managed to get it right for like 30 seconds. Monday yeah, the 19th of December. Christ. Anyway, we don't know what he's up to, but he may join us later. Anyway, where we left He's doing his inventory uh, after Christmas. Uh, he's oiling the antlers. Placing his I'd orders. Quite like I'd quite like that. Christmas quite like uh, that party. After Christmas yeah. party. After Christmas. After Christmas. After Christmas is quite good. Where we left things, you had decided to cut your losses. Oh, that's right. Consolidate your wins, gains, whatever it is. Teleport. By teleporting out, yeah. You've got the scroll. You've got the spell. You've retrieved some pictures pictures from some weird chamber to the south of the Lake of Worms. Uh We've had had a load of There was a whole other thing. If you remember, readers, you'll remember this. The players may not remember it. The whole weird thing with tentacles and the magic shadow black cat that appeared from the vortex and all that stuff but where we are now is that you've retrieved the pictures that you feel that you were retrieving as part of a bargain with the beholder but you've decided nevertheless to teleport back to Marcus I'm and see how you get sure on. I'm not sure that we ever agree to any kind of bargain I think we heard this voice thing. That was the bargain that was laid before you. Mm. Anyway that was the ultimate the teleport spell yeah you know that sound where the Millennium Falcon mm. tries to jump into hyperspace. I knew you were going to and do that. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid <laughs> when Sessions tries to cast the spell, that is the sound. Oh, yeah. God. That is what happens. Uh, you mean it, it doesn't, doesn't right. work? Because oh. we can't. You make an arcana check, Sessions. Oh, dear. Oh, it's 15. That is good enough. You realise as you start to incant the spell, instantly you appreciate that something is going to stop the spell from executing and you manage to stop yourself before you fully release the magical energy. And you still have the spell on the scroll. So we're going to go out and we're uh, going to give the pictures and then we're going to do it. Is it because we're inside the wall, maybe? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so, do how do we get out? When we get up onto the top of the ziggurat. Yeah. How are you getting to the top of the ziggurat? We can hand wave this, but it's a dimensional door. Yeah, yes. it would be. Well, we, we, we'll how try difficult it. flying there does, does that well, look? Well, got, you've got worms falling down the... Yeah, you've got worms falling down. Are they falling falling 
I wouldn't want to be I mean, making uh, lots, yes, lots of rolls. Yeah. Some door. dice rolls and stuff, but yeah. yeah. So okay, well, we could do kind of, I suppose, the dimension door then. We'll try. It's all a bit bush tucker climbing up. Try a dimension Fisher. door. Hang on, we're, we're always one person short. We need to stick someone in the bag of holding. Yeah. Parker. <laughs> oh, is there room? You've already got Wolverhampton in there, plus whatever. They are four foot by four foot by four foot bags of holding, right? So it was it's Nobody tells us like, a dwarf. It's like a tea chest. Nobody's putting me in the ba- my own bag of You're holding. You're not a dwarf, are you? You're Albert. He's... he's Delusion. What about sessions? You could. Oh no, you can't. You I can't spell. cast the spell then. <laughs> yeah, it's bu- either bugger or Johnny. <laughs> it's got to be buggy. <laughs> sessions closer to the back. Or Alessandra. <laughs> cast a mention door. <laughs> Sorry, the bag of holding and sessions disappear. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I guess I'll have to go in my own. Back. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. Right. right. Don't let him in. <laughs> so you go in the bag, bag of holding. With the rest uh, of us, the rest of us dimension door. <laughs> leave it behind. Oh, it's, leave it behind. <laughs> Throw it in the vacant world. So it shut. An hour later, it Where, just uh, opens. Where's Buggy? Where's Buggy? Grizzled nose pokes out. Marvellous. Um, uh, okay, so you put Buggy in the bag of holding and you dimension door to up on the roof of the ziggurat. Yeah. Yep. It is the heat of the day. The sun beats down upon you through a hazy sky. Otherwise, things are mostly quiet. There are no baboons, at least not up on the rampart where you can see them. Although you can hear their cries and whoops out in the canopy, it doesn't feel like they've all gathered around the ziggurat like they were before. Alessandra's going to take some, take the pictures, or take one of the pictures, mm-hmm. and she's going to fly up, up and up and up, holding the picture aloft. Okay. Deer makes a couple of dice rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, fine. Well, you're flying around holding a picture? Yeah. Nothing happens? How far up are you flying? I'll Alice go Andrew. 60 foot above the top of the ziggurat. Right, well, so you can see now. You can see the uh, the obsidian ring spread around you. Yeah. And you can see the kind of bit of open... There's more open ground to the north than there is to the south, but there is open ground around the ring, and then there is the tree line. Mm. Nothing is moving or doing anything. You're just you're just shouting about. Oi, got your pictures. Okay. Anybody else want to do anything? I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. There's no sign of the angry baboons. Before, when you went, put it this way, when you met the beholder, there was clearly concerted activity by the baboons. They gathered in an organised way, in a ring around the top of the wall, yeah. and they collected around the spire. There's nothing like that now. It just sounds like the jungle. It just sounds like things are dispersed. We're in an odd Maybe thing here. I've got to be careful, but if we take what Alessandra has done since you emerged onto the roof, 18 seconds has passed. Yeah. So if the beholder and the baboons were waiting for their moment, if they were all standing around, fine. But if they've gone off to do whatever they're going to do... You've had comfortably had yeah. two or three long rests. Hang around. It could be half an hour before yeah, you hang around for half an hour. Okay. <laughs> but if you hang around for half an hour, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Why? We could just nip you out go up outside the wall and see if we can use the scroll. No, really. Do you want to try? And yeah, get we have to go to the, the other side of the wall. I'm wondering whether I do a sixth level invisibility, which would get all of us. Uh huh. We. Climbed in, didn't we, in the first place? So just 
climb well, back we just keep buggy in the bag of holding and we could um how many flyers have we got well i can fly i can fly i can fly i believe i can fly and then buggy in the bag of holding and we carry path from the sweepstake yeah is it worth doing <laughs> an invisibility <laughs> anyway yeah 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 okay so I'm wondering about, I, I don't, what do you what do we think these pictures do? What do they remind us? What are they of again? They're sort of scenes of the city. They're all of it, the city. They're all yeah. of the city back in its pomp. Yeah. Have you got any? Have you got any uh, spells, Graham? Like augury or? Oh yeah, like a wheel or woe to give the pictures to the beholder. I knew I'd forgotten something. What was that, Mike? Oh, nothing. I'm going to hang around with the pictures. Just going to wait for them to come. Why? Because well, I, I think that's commune. the right thing to do. You have commute. Yeah, I haven't currently memorised the lesser versions. Quite a big bet on yeah. doing it, though. Yeah. Well, you're very gung ho, Paul. I'm not sure it's the right thing to be doing. I am gung ho, but I, I just think that this is is a clear thing to do. Beholders are normally evil, aren't they? Yeah, Generally. I'm. I'm not bothered whether it's evil or not. I want to progress this along. I mean, carry on, do the wheels and woes. I think it's going to take a bit of time for them to come to us. So that's I'm just waiting for them to come to us. If we find out something better in the meantime, brilliant. Okay, well, I think we've established that Alessandra is determined that she's going to wait around at least a certain reasonable amount of time for your friend the Beholder and or its baboony friends, right? Yep. To surface. Yep. During the time that Alessandra is flying a, how long does your flight last can you fly for half it's an hour got the, just yes so practically where are the pictures i thought they're in the bag of holding no i've got the pictures i gave one you're to carrying the, all the pictures i've got the other two yeah you gave one to me yes i said that i gave one to you and i'm carrying the other two okay what are the rest of you doing while alessandra is waiting for things to happen that's really all i want to know can you let me out of the bag oh, of yeah holding? I, i'll shake um buggy out of my bag of holding okay I'm You're all sitting on the roof of the ziggurat. It's hot. It's humid. I think we should consult with Marcus before we hand over the paintings. I sort of think that's not a bad idea. don't think you lose anything but, by doing that, potentially. Mm, but how do you consult with Marcus if you can't get to him? Well, all, we get, have to, we, all we have to do is fly out of the compound. Then we should be able to use the teleport to get back. Let's try but, that. But they're not going to allow us. That's why I'm contemplating doing an invisibility spell. Okay. But, but I need everyone to commit to that plan before I, I burn it. I think you spell. could probably get out before they realise that we're Well, that's what, also what I was thinking. So just let's just get out over the wall, then do the spell. And if the beholder turns I up, then you give him the paintings. I think if the that's the will of the majority, I'll go with it. We do it. I think it's a good idea. Or if that's yeah. the will of the majority, then that's what we'll do. Okay, so I'm doing a sixth level invisibility spell, which makes us all invisible. Mm-hmm. And we fly out of the compound cast the teleport yes yes does that work it does right you are whisked back to marcus's lair you appear within the teleportation circle in his underground chamber of power it's dark even though you left at just about eight in the morning breakfast time jungle time as it were Mm. it's dark now i mean it's difficult because you don't know about night and day down here deep under true spire on the lake. lake bed but all is dark and all is quiet and you can hear the sound of snoring out in the darkness if you recall the teleportation circle stands in the center it's also sort of an elevator mm. 
in the centre of a series of spanned bridges that run out to a walkway that runs around this circular chamber. The room is a circle of windows that look out over the lake bed, but Marcus seems to be able to pull different images into those windows. And then at one side of this chamber, deep in shadow, there is Marcus's desk behind it, some enormous energy creature that seems only barely contained by some force field of some sort that keeps its integrity together. And then the desk that Marcus seems to habitually sit behind, but all of that is wreathed in shadow. That's where the snoring is coming from. What do you want to do? Go make a sandwich. Yeah. Bacon sandwich. Yeah. Read the cheese board. <laughs> Come a coffee. Yeah, we're going, gonna get, we're going to get ourselves gonna, some supper. Do you know what? That is a great name for a character, specifically a barbarian. What? Raid the cheese board. <laughs> I'm just going to go and find out where the snoring's coming from. Do you want to talk about, before we get into this, do you want to talk about prophecies? Yes, let's talk about prophecies. Because mm. last week we talked about visions. We sort of tried to mm. stick that together in some sort of sense. I don't know that we really resolved things. Bonds, you also mentioned that prophecies... There were an awful lot of them, and you were trying to kind of get your head around what they were. To Pracy, yeah. my confusion again mm. is around what brings about the Age of Worms and what things yes. need to come to pass. Yes, precisely. Let's talk quickly, therefore, about what you have experienced. Right. I have it here. Because Marcus took you, Marcus took you through his understanding of the prophecies that were out there about the Age of Worms and what was not determined was what events that were prophesied had already taken place mm -hmm. and what events that were prophesied were yet to take place. Uh -huh. I'm not sure that we really resolved it, but very quickly, the first prophecy that Marcus took you through, these are not in any specific order. We're just going to go in the order in which he uh, raised them. Was that a piece, so that you don't take the piss, I'm going to do this normally. A piece of the sun will be stolen, was the first prophecy he talked about. Which, was, and that which we know is is the luster of Saint Suzanne. Saint Suzanne. Stolen by Dwergar Demoni, uh -huh. the fiend. It is a holy artifact. It is a, a relic of Tonj. Tonj is the sun deity. Tonj is genderless. The luster of Saint Suzanne is a file, a crystal file with a brilliant glow a spark or element or part of tons within it that's been stolen you're pretty certain that that's right the next prophecy he talked about was that heroes from beyond the mountains will follow the stolen sun to a place between worlds you know of a story of a group of heroes who came from the other side of the Null mountains that is from your east and visited evenstar and involved themselves in a quest to recover the luster of saint suzanne and as part of doing so stepped into a place between worlds, travelled into some interdimensional place as part of the quest to recover that thing that you think has also happened. Yeah. Third thing he mentioned was that the worm-eaten dead shall rise. Well, I think we've covered that, right? I mean, that's happening all the time. Uh -huh. The fourth thing he talked about was a sort of general opening statement, which is that tombs shall be opened and artefacts long lost shall be found. And the artefacts that were specified in the law are the ones that we've got were the totem of storms uh -huh. totem of storms a fragment of the seven yes which you take to mean a fragment Part of, of the, the rod, rod of seven parts which, which yeah. marcus has uh, and the withered hand of asmodee shall find a new host that, that one is a little less easy to pin down that's not something that's in your directive that'll be the hand effect 
Well, you're conflating different D&D lore, but it is true to say that one of the ancient names for Asmodee is Veshna. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Then you have a prophecy that runs an orphan shall sit upon the green chair and the grey fire shall consume a great city. And we haven't any clear of either of those? Again, this is one of the things where I'm put in a slightly difficult position. Yes, you do. Yes. But whether or not that means something has specifically happened or not, you don't know. But the green chair. Between you, you have experienced information in the story so far that should shed some light upon the meaning of that prophecy. Anyone? Then there were two prophecies. Hey, say that it again. Just so. An orphan shall sit upon the green chair. There was something Cap about G, that. capital C. And the grey fire, capital G, capital F, shall consume a great city. We'll get, let's just not dwell on that now. Okay. Let's move on very quickly to the last two things, and then we could come back to that. Finally, there were two prophecies. One was about a three-part spirit becoming one. Yes. That is something that you think is like mm -hmm. nailed on. Mm -hmm. Marcus, anyway, whether or not you agree with him is another matter is this is the Ebon triad, yeah. right? This whole thing started because of this, right? Is it that if the Ebon triad have their way, if they can somehow combine their three respective gods into some unitary over-god, is that what that prophecy refers to? And if it is, is that over-god Chios? Or is that over-god some kind of signifier that the Age of Worms has begun and Chios's reign has started? Well, that was the thing, thing they that were trying to summon, we think, with the funny pool, with the grey pool. Certainly that seems to resonate with that. Yes, in the caverns beneath Diamond Lake, where you encountered the three different component faiths of the Ebon Triad, they seemed to be between them trying to summon some kind of entity. And they in fact did, probably in a sort of not exactly as they were expecting form, and it was slain by a combination of Hesty Testapod, Buggy, and the combined military power of Diamond Lake after it had rampaged through the town. This is not the Overgod, though. It was some sort of weird beast that was brought forth, right? Yeah. Okay, there's that. The other prophecy was on the eve of the Age of Worms, a hero of the pit shall gift a great city to the dead. Now, Markush thinks that that might be your experiences in Evenstar, because Chank Fankum or Rachnian interchangeably could be described as heroes of the pit uh -huh. in the sense that Gladiator. He is interpreting that meaning of the pit is the right. Yes, exactly. The Cenobi, the residence of the great gladiatorial heroes beneath the arena of Evenstar, right? Yeah. It might be the pit. Certainly, the plot that you foiled in Evenstar apparently was to conjure the undead in huge numbers yeah. as some sort of sacrifice to Chios. You foiled that prophecy. So, if that was a prerequisite of the Age of Worms, well, it's not happened. Markush thinks that that's good news. Yeah. Anyway, there we are. That's your prophecies. One last point on prophecies before we move on. Marcus's view, in fact, your experiences. The Ebon Triad and its adherents are probably being manipulated by the Cult of Chios. Behind the Ebon Triad, all along, it's the Cult of Chios. Yeah. The Ebon Triad cultists that tried to assassinate you when you arrived at Evenstar were in the pay of Rachnian. Well, Rachnian was part of the cult of Chios. And Uths was some kind of evil avatar of Chios that Rachnian had joined forces with. So maybe the Ebon Triad thing is a bit of an odd one. Anyway, there we go. That's prophecies. Any questions before we move yeah, on? what does it all mean? No idea. Okay. 
All right, so we uh, don't don't know. Yeah, you're back. You're, right, in, you're so in the we're in the kitchen Marcus's making sandwiches and chamber. We're rained. We're Alessandra pads across the bridge towards Marcus's desk yes. towards the source of the snoring. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just grab my notes here <laughs> because there are so many notes. Too many notes. And we Too don't really notes. trust Marcus, do we? No. Well, no. he's probably not very good, is he? He's probably a bit of a B-Tech mage. Yeah. Yep. Alessandra, you approach Marcus's desk. You can hear snoring from three locations, and your dark vision picks out three figures. One of them is Eligos. She is sitting on a three-legged stool, and her head is slumped forward, and she's holding a book, and the book is dangling from one hand. The other hand has fallen limp. It looks like she's literally fallen asleep reading. Uh-huh. Yep. Other figure is the figure of the priest of Tonj, Agath of Thrunch. He has fallen asleep at one end of Marcus's desk. Similarly, he is sitting on a three-legged stool, but in this case, he has obviously organized himself a bit of a spot to kind of crash out on. So he's slumped over one end of the desk. He's cleared a bit of space. Marcus himself is asleep. Although all you can really make out of Marcus in his odd sort of lifted up weird little chair and his sort of pot-bellied dressing gown form is just a sort of snorry, snoozy thing under a hat. All around the desk, in piles, stacks, unruly stacks, are books. Books that weren't there when you left. It looks like either all three of them, or, or just Elegos maybe, have been researching, rummaging through reference material, tomes, encyclopedia, histories, the works. Uh-huh. And they've just discarded them in great stacks around them, making a little kind of city of skyscrapers of books all around them. Yeah? Yeah. They snooze on, Alessandro. Give me a stealth check. 28 and 31. Okay. Well, you are uh, super silent as you pad up towards them. You're standing right at the desk, a couple of feet away. What do you want to do? I think the first thing is to establish, does this look like natural sleep? Have they just fallen asleep while they're doing what they're doing? Or is this a magical sleep? I'm not going to make you make a roll. It looks normal. It looks like they're just falling asleep. Okay. I'm going to go, get up. Morning. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, that prompts a reaction. The first reaction it prompts is Eligos, her head snaps up. Blearily, she just sort of looks at you and goes, oh, Sandy. Uh, She drops the book that she's holding with a thump onto the ground. It snaps shut. That wakes up Agath of Thrunch, the elderly priest of Tonj, who is more sort of like... <laughs> and he uh, looks around him. Eligos says, You're back. One of uh, Marcus's eyes open, the bulbous eye, the one with one of his wits living within it. Marcus himself does not wake up. The eye opens, and within it, there's a little face of one of his wits. Yeah. Uh-huh. It looks at you, Alessandra, and it says, I won't be happy. Mm, I don't care. I'll tap Marcus on the shoulder with a... Uh, Back already? With, with my bow. I wouldn't uh, reach for the master if I were you. Tap him on his shoulder with my bow. Marcus shakes his head, slowly rises from slumber. The little wit in his eye goes, Oh no, here we go. Alessandra. <laughs> What brings you here? You're, you've returned. Oh, your companions are with you. The lights start coming on all around you. Yeah, they're making bacon sandwiches and cups of tea. Mm, 
Yes, you must do your things. You English are a strange race. <laughs> uh, what returned? What did you tell me? Have you uh, prospered? Have you discovered what what what, what has happened in your uh, adventures in uh, the city of Coolidge Mall? Eligosh, lots Eligosh, find me, find me, Bondy. James E. Bondy. Yes, Bondy. Um. We tell him everything we've described. Well, learned. We tell him everything. Gather here, gather. Yes, the, the sessions is the little the thing and the the, the smelly one. Come forward. <laughs> tell him everything. And also, we're not going to recap it because it's hard to remember. But I take out the jars with the. No, this is the point of this entire encounter: is you recap what you have learned to me. The jars. <laughs> we found these interesting. Mike pictures. is free. <laughs> Mike gets to shit. But I came out wrong. Anyway. <laughs> My gestulation to well, you. We met a beholder called. Did we get a name? A beholder. Okay, so we have questions. Yes. Okay, so we describe right. the environment, yes. Mike. I need coffee. I need. Uh, I need to be restored. Bondi, Bondi, we need coffee. You continue, continue. So we found, we encountered a ziggurat, which we believed was the a old city yes, yes. of Kulathmar. Yes, the city of Kurushmar, yeah. explained to us by Rabba Dabba Dash. Uh, top it was, uh, uh, as we were there, we were, uh, the we dog. received visions. Yes, the shame, you know him. No, no, no. Um, we received oh. uh, these visions of the city in a bygone age, which, and we'll describe the <laughs> visions. Yes, yes, slow down. Visions in your mind, you see them outside yourselves or only in your heads? In our heads. Yeah, okay. Yes, continue, continue. Is that it? Okay. I think can we I can recap. We don't have to um, actually do it ourselves, do we? Can we just sort of say that we, reca we you know, I don't know. Mike tell him seems everything. to want us to recap everything. Why don't you try a stab at it? Yeah. So post? basically, we'll tell him about the we'll tell him about the five visions and yes, yes, the ziggurat beholder. and the wall around it and the beholder and the mad monkeys and the and What's he called? Baboons. The six-armed guy. What was he? Maga Marcus. Mac uh, six-armed. What's his name? Macar. 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 A creature called Macar, who is a sixth-armed mage, interdimensional yes. mage, which we believe. Yes. Uh, we'll talk, describe the visions, saying he was integral in Curious Ascending. We think. Describe the visions and about how it went wrong. How does he interpret the visions? And should we give the pictures to the beholder? The, the library with the experimental The library worms. with the worms. I yeah. take out the jars, which I kept with all the worm, different types of worms. Oh, in them. this is fascinating. Bring the jars. No, no, no. no. Oh, so he still had the bag of holding since it's now mine. Oh, <laughs> Sessions. Still, argue, Sessions. still arguing amongst yourselves. We could well, also explain the um, Naga, the Chaos Knights. The six figures to which you refer are clearly spellweavers. Yes, spellweavers. Yes, that's it. That's the one. Yes. Thank you. This is very concerning for me. What the spellweavers? Have you encountered them before? Well, I thought personally, but ancient creatures of evil—they are legend. They are well known. Hmm. Interesting. This is out in the jungle. Yes. Yeah. The jungle. Yep. The mighty jungle. Lion sleeps tonight. Uh. If you haven't got a lion to sleep tonight, have a picnic. And if you haven't got a picnic, have a double dash. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Very good. Yes. Nice. In the city of Coolishmar, the spell we vision. These visions of. As we, we think it explored. Is yeah. As we, think, we think it was Kears, yes, but we're not sure whether the final thing was Kears having ascended. We think it probably was. Should Talk mention to me more a, about this. An ancient mm -hmm. red dragon and a black monolith. Ancient red? 
Buggy should explain about mm. the Shadow World. Mm. The and shadow we're showing world, the pictures. And the thing coming out of the wool thing, whirlpool. These pictures are attractive to me, but please the and the, place the pictures upon the Yes, 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 this is enough from the smelly one. Place the pictures <laughs> upon the dash then. He yep. gestures to you to, to bring the pictures forward. Yeah. Okay. Put them up on the desk. This is very interesting. These are useful to me. Yes. Uh, they bear a strong enchantment. Right. Some form yes. of sorcery. Yes, this yes. is some kind of enchantment, isn't there? Some kind yes. of magic. Yeah, some kind of yes, sorcery. You're just repeating back to me what yeah. I've shared. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. give them to you if you give <laughs> yeah. us some uh, something in return. Talk to me about this beholder. Yeah, there's a beholder. George. Okay. Talk to me about the shadow world. <laughs> yeah, there's a shadow, shadow, shadow world. world. Nothing yeah. there, really. <laughs> yes, okay, black cat. Enough. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's, no, that's enough. That's all I need to know. Yeah. A black cat? Yes, black cat. Yes. cat. I shoved it in the bag of holding, but it obviously had to mm. extra black. He looks sharply at Parker when you mentioned the black cat. Oh, yeah. Actually, what well, do you know, Parker? Parker? The dark horse. Uh, so it's in the monastery. Yeah. It's in the monastery. Show Parker is being looked after. It's very interesting. Tell me about this cat. Tell me about its behavior. It didn't like the thing coming out of the vortex. Right. Yes. Why? Is a vortex leading to the shadow world? Yes. yes. Why? What are you thinking? Uh, oh, no, no. I mean, the, the cat is... Uh, well, I believe the cat is Jensen. Yes? Oh, uh, she is. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's just what I think. Why don't oh, she? I why don't she identify herself then? And what was she doing well, in the shadow world? Perhaps this is more of a, an aspect of her. Yes, right. a, a shadow aspect. It's very difficult to untangle each. She seems to be pointing the way. Also, should describe this. This could be relevant. Yes, maybe the cellopod, the wooden shellopod, the octopus, the shellopod wooden. What are you talking about? <laughs> the <laughs> octopus uh, tentacles. The shellopod wooden, wooden octopus tentacles <laughs> that came You're out okay? of the vortex. You're like a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I'm perfectly fine. I've had one already this morning. Out of the vortex <laughs> came. Yeah, she makes uh, yeah, some she tentacles. Make once again. <laughs> reaching, I uh, infer from your description. Reaching, yes, from the shadow. Yes, world. they were looking for something. Looking for something. Oh, possibly well, the cat. Possibly one of the green shards that we found. Green shards. Yes, green shards. Tell me about this green shard. <laughs> oh! The same ones yes, that killed I have the heard. Ugastasa. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I see. This is very interesting. Show sure, you have uh, the means to destroy... Ah, I see. What? We don't have the means. Well, no, no. You're uh, not giving us anything back, really. The, sh no. the Spellweaver... Yeah. Well, I have not been to this place. Yeah, but no, we've just we're giving you lots of information. You're uh, giving sure, us there's nothing. Been a mis Speak, there's old been man, a you old fool. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a misunderstanding. <laughs> if I knew everything about Kuluthmar, I would not have sent you there. Hey. So what's our reward? Reward? Yes. There is no reward. These are steps that we are taking to prevent the Age of Worms. But you promised us a reward. You did. You did. You said we would have great magic when we came back. Exactly, and you'd put us up a level as well. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, see that the sorcery of the city of Kulishmar has affected your mind. No, 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 I'm sure we no. have it, we have it, we all and remember that. It is written here, it's recorded. Is it now? Everything we say is recorded. Anyway, your word is bonding, so... Um... My word is bondy? Talking <laughs> rich. Bondy! 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 You hear the teleportation circle disc uh -huh. ascends... As you're standing there talking. Uh, why? You don't know. So this is... Christmas. <laughs> don't break the magic. All <laughs> oh, right. 
Agatha Thrunch is regarding you blearily. Yeah. Elagos has returned to looking in the book that she fell asleep whilst reading. Yeah. Yeah. Markush is sort of bewildered by you. I'm going to assume that you've given him an accurate report of what your characters have okay. encountered. Let's, as opposed let's to start what with you remember as players. Do you remember the Beholder? No, he's he clearly has no... He's not been there. Okay. The Beholder is news to him. Okay. All he knows about Kulath Mar dropping out of the annoying accent is that Rabadabadass of the said that... Oh, you know him? No. No. Oh. <laughs> said that much was to be learned about the story of Kios by visiting the ruins. That's why have. you were sent. And we have. So you're telling him stuff that he doesn't know. Right. So we've Your description of so this. Makar, he absolutely clearly recognises as a description of a spellweaver, an ancient race of arcane dimensional travelling beings. Huh. He regards that as bad news. Your description of the visions that you've seen, he thinks it sounds like that you are narrating a series of visions that tell a story of a man's journey to a god and that that moment of transformation went awfully wrong because the god as created was trapped inside the monolith, the magical focus of the very energy meant to change the man into a god and then to add insult to injury, that magical focus, that black obelisk, was then snatched away by an ancient red dragon. He doesn't know the name of the red dragon. He doesn't recognise the, the specifics. But we know all of this. You've been looking at the story of Kios. Yeah, we guess. He that. finds this fascinating. It's very, it's just very interesting to me. This is uh, telling us the story of everything. It feels like there is a piece missing from the story, but I'm not sure. Yes. I think it's all in the past, and there's nothing of the future. But maybe this is the role of all the prophets. Tell him about the crushing um, and unearthing. Should we I give... want to tell him about the picture of us as well. Yeah, I described that picture to him. There is a picture of you. Yeah. in this place. You're certain? Yes, we all saw it. Well, Why? Me and Burple saw it. Do you find this troublesome? Created by the by the Spellweaver, yes, when it's when it's yes. you. Maybe Spellweaver thinks we're important. You cannot. It asked us questions. Any other way? It asked us a series of questions. Tell me about the questions that it asked you. We tell them about the questions it asked us. I can't remember them. Oh, that's very interesting. Those questions that it asked you. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm. It tells me very much. Um, I can't remember. No, no. It, asked it was asking whether or not the prophecies. It was asking had been whether met. or not various prophecies. Had, yes, precisely. It was asking about whether or not various prophecies had been met. The ones that we've just been That's spending right. a while talking yeah. about. Yes. It asked you whether or not a fragment of the seven had been recovered. Yes. It asked you whether or not a piece of the sun had been stolen. Uh huh. It asked you whether or not an orphan sits upon the green chair. Uh, the green chair and is the outspinter. And it says, "Throne is what of the wi- ah." What of the withered hand was his other question? Yes, this is right, uh, Uncle Buggy. The green chair is the, the chair of power of the Outspinters. Does an orphan shit upon the green chair? Is this is Cuthbert. an interesting question. Cuthbert. It asks you this question, so it must know the prophecies. Yes, it asks you whether or not these things have come to pass. Right. So it must also know the prophecies, the same prophecies that... We have discovered from our researches, but it has been isolated for thousands of years. Yes, it is asking right. you if these things have come true. It is asking you whether or not the age of worms is upon us. You could not teleport. It has been imprisoned in this place. How can it know? So it is asking you if these things have come to pass. Simple. It makes perfect sense to me. We do not know if they have all come to pass, but we can tell it that the fragment of the Shevan has been recovered. We know this. We do not know of the withered hand, but we know about the fragment of the Shevan, yes? 
Yes. The green cherries, the, the throne of power of the orange splinters, of even star. Uh-uh. And my view is the gray fire. Shitty, the gray fire is the name of House Ausplinter. Gray fire consumes a great shitty. I read this to mean Cuffed that uh, even star is uh, overrun by the by the power of the Ausplinters. This is my understanding of that prophecy. Wait, has she come to pass? I do not know. Okay. So if all a these party. things it happen. Just seems to me to be an unfinished thing, but also we have more pressing things to discuss and things to do. Right. First question, should we give these pictures to the beholder? I don't think it really matters now, does it? Okay. Hello. Lucas. Lucas has joined us. We don't want to know where you've been. Well, we do know where you've been, but we don't want you to say it out loud because it might um, disturb you. Yes. Anyway, it's nice I to have you with us. I normally don't have a clue what's going on, but now I officially don't have a clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are back Completely in the Marcus's lake bed, Bond villain style there, chatting about... What in the tower learnt in Kulath Mar? Yes. Anyway, yes. It's very interesting everything you learned in the city of Kulath Mar. But when you have been uh, in this your explorations, we have also been researching. Elegos has discovered some interesting uh, information. Uh, Elegos looks up. She says, "Yes, we have been researching the Ebon Triad." Uh, Marcus oh, yeah. thought it would be wise to see if we could find out a little bit more. And a bit about maybe about the relation between the Ebon Triad and Chios. Mm. And maybe we could find out a little bit more about Rabadabadas. And did you? Yes, he, he, he goes to Kulushmar. He appears before me. This is years ago. Immediately, he says he has another lead, another piece of information to follow in the north, he said. And then he's gone. I'll never hear from him again. Eligos says, yes. We wondered whether or not he'd left any hints as to where he was going, what he was thinking before he disappeared. And so we hit the books. And what did you find out? We didn't find much about Kios. In fact, listening to you tell us about these visions that you've experienced in the city, I think I've learned more about the history of Kios than from all of the book research that we did. Right. But we did find some information about the Ebon Triad. In several of the scrolls in Marcus's library, we found references to Ebon Triad activity and most of them had little notes written by Rabadabadas in the margins. Little notes, little scribbles. And they repeated over and over. It's always the same pattern. His suspicion that the Ebon Triad was little more than a front for the cult of Chios yeah. all along. Agath of Thrunch, the elderly priest at the other end of the table. He goes, mm, yes, But yes. didn't we know that already? Yeah, I think we did. I think we'd established, certainly with your experiences in Evenstar, that the cultists of the Ebon Triad were being manipulated behind the scenes by cultists of Chios, specifically Rachnian in Evenstar. But I think that what Rabadabadas felt was that actually there is no distinction, that really the Ebon Triad is just a, like a guise, it's just a ruse created by the cult of Chios to sort of throw people off the scent, rather than it being two separate cults with one manipulating the other. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, he, he thought the latter, didn't we? Rabadabadas has underlined the word Froshdanger in the books of these references. I know that name. Why do we know that name? Well, it's a city. Yes, it's a city on the north of the Lake of the Cold Sky. Of course it is. And Eligos says it looks like a surprising number of these Ebon Triad leaders in these references that he's discovered hailed from Froshdanger in Red Hand. Red Hand is a kind of disparate set of bandit kingdoms that run across the northern shore and into the northern wastes above the Lake of the Cold Sky. And Froshtanger is chief among the 
down at heel cities and ports that run along the northern shore. Mm-hmm. Oh, is there a map we can refresh ourselves with? Yes. So let me let me show you a map. Oh yes. Northern edge of the lake that troops yes, are. Yes, all the northeastern corner. Do lakes have corners? Anyway, the northeastern shore. It's about 30 to 40 miles across, south to north from True Spire, so it's not far. It's about a day's sailing, a bit of a longer trek around the lakeside tracks and paths. First is an old place. It is ruled by this uh, figure, this character, Zich. Prince Zich. He used to be a paladin, but he became corrupted. He is a charming individual, but he's uh, also very vain and uh, erratic. Very uh, pompous. <laughs> pompous. Froshtanger used to have a relationship with the hinterland, with Evenstar, used to be a big trading partner. Furge, Timber, but now he has pulled away from all of these relationships. Shut up by himself, if you like. Anyway, it is not an easy place to go to, Froshtanger. It is not a pleasant place. Eligos nods along as he was explaining this. I had a bit of a hunch and I started searching through Marcus's library for books just about Frostanger. <laughs> and I could only find one. It's an outdated history of Frostanger. It was written by a cleric of Tonge called Rorsk. It was only a few months before Zeech broke all of the ties with Evenstar. So this is 20 years, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. <laughs> Very nice. And there's one section of the history that recounts the emergence and influence of a cabal of heretics of Ban Shivu who attempted to establish an underground cult somewhere in the city. Well, I mean, I thought this must be, right? Uh. A cult dedicated to the ascension of their god into something greater, at which point I just thought this must be <laughs> what we're looking okay. for. This cult made particular use of what they called the writhing dead. And at that point, I thought yes. this is what we're looking at. The cult was defeated with the aid of one of Frostanger's greatest spellcasters, an elven noble named Lashona, but the leader of the cult escaped persecution for some reason, uh, reasons unknown. Anyway, in the margins of this account, Rabadabadas made a fairly extensive note. Marcus, do you have it? And Marcus nods, and one of his little wits sort of pops up from the side of the desk, scrabbles over, rifles through a pile of chaotic papers, retrieves one sheet which he brandishes before you. Let me show you the piece of paper. Yes. So it's a little note that Rabadabadas has made. Oh, so this is... Oh, right. Okay, so Frosthanger... It's the old spelling. Missing heretics never captured. Possible sign to the Ebon Triad Foundation. Did they turn to the cult of the Axeman for aid? And then, more recently, to that of Asmodee? Are new triad leaders trained somewhere in Frosthanger and then sent out to start their own cult cells in other cities? She looks at you and she says, this... A fits the do list. Diamond Lake, yeah. Even Star. Maybe it all comes from Frostanger. And then, bizarrely, he's put a little list of his to-do list, literally. It's like, uh, Lashona. Uh, this is the name of this um, elven sorceress. Help defeat the heretics. May know more about them that wasn't printed in Rorsk's book. Now, as far as I know, and I've had a bit of a dig about, she is still on the scene. She's still in Frostanger, so far as I can tell. Then he mentions Rorsk. Rorsk was the priest of Tonge, who wrote the history that he had referred to. And the research indicates he didn't flee Frosthanger. He's probably dead, but he may have left some form of legacy in the town. Uh, this must refer to 20 years ago when Zeech withdrew Frosthanger 
and the kingdom of the red hand from all relationships with Evenstar and I believe persecutes the church of Tons, the church of Ort, and instead is a great supporter of the church of the Axeman, the church of the Grey Woodsman and the church of Banshivu. So that would make sense. And then the final note, the Ebon Triad, are they still active in town? Find out if their original death shrine still exists. I mean, that's much more cryptic, but this must be where he was going when he came back from Kuluthmar mm. and seemed in such a hurry and heading to the north. That is what we think. Yes, says Marcus. That is what we think. So, we are faced with... Right. So, I assume we... that you're off to Frosthanger. So, yeah, we'll see you later. Um, <laughs> thanks for the yes, sandwich. I think this is something that perhaps you should be doing, but <laughs> I, we have a really? question of unfinished business. Mm-hmm. It is impossible for me to look far enough into the future. I cannot divine the correct approach, the next step. Is there unfinished business in Kuluthmar? Is there yet more to be learned from this strange Spellweaver character? Maybe there is more history to be learned. On the other hand, we have this tantalizing piece of information from the very hand of Rabadabadash. Which path to choose? I do not know. I cannot advise you. I think we should head back to Kuluthmar. I think the Shadow Realm we should investigate. You think there is some potential to finally defeat this Spellweaver creature? Learn maybe a little more? Maybe learn the secret of this it's, portrait. It's going to be shell, tough. You tell me about. It's, yeah. Maybe you can even retrieve this portrait. Even do if you, you think defeat this creature? What do you think we should do with these pictures? Do you think we should give them to the beholder? It sounds to me like it is a distraction. It sounds to me like this beholder has ambitions, territorial ambitions. These pictures are clearly, they contain some kind of compulsion magic. It is obvious to me. Can you not see this? They must obviously offer some power to their possessor over the city. He wishes to have them. If you wish to give them to him, I cannot see that you could make things any worse. On the other hand, it is probably best to have one fewer despot in the world. Mm. Reluctantly, I agree with you. And yes, he clicks his fingers and one of the drawers of his desk opens. There's a little hand inside that has opened it, reaches up with a scroll. Here we are. There's another one that I have prepared for you. <laughs> he hands over the scroll to Sessions. Sessions, the operation exactly in the same way as before. Okay, I put that in my pocket. If you step over to the window, uh, showing the lands that wait, the jungle and the city, I can send you on your way. Okay. Right. You got any so magic? You <laughs> I have tons and tons <laughs> help of us. magical items. But uh, rather gratifyingly, they are all belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, we don't get any uh, magic I, anyway, so yeah. point is moot. No, I know. I'm bored of giving it to you because you argue so much about it. No, no there isn't we any. handed the last lot out. We distributed it. Yeah. You did, because I literally put <laughs> gift tags on it. <laughs> At Christmas. This is specifically this is for party. this character. Yes. With love from Grandpa and Nana. This is, this is for Burple. You've been such a good boy this year. Let's see how long you argue about that book that you found. My mother's diary. <laughs> exactly. The prayer book of... Uh... No, it's the prayer book of misfortune. It's blasphemy treated. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone need to rest up or should we just head straight back? He gestures towards the little bridge that runs across towards this giant picture window. Yeah. As you step towards it, you can feel the view of the jungle start to envelop you and the sounds of the jungle start to play inside your mind. And you hear him say once again, send them through. And you appear in the jungles above the city of Kuluthmar. 
you're at exactly the same point that you arrived on your first visit. There's a gap in the foliage. You can look down into the sort of slight slope into a kind of bowl-like depression with the city standing at its base. You can hear the cries and the sounds of the jungle denizens that were insects. The sun is beating down through a hazy sky. Again, all sense of time and continuity, very appropriately for this ridiculous program that we make, seems to have been been lost. What do you want to do? We've had a long rest, haven't we? You had a long rest in the junk shop room, the Naga lair, before you went out. Mm. Yeah, I've used two spells. I've done a death ward. Yes, your favourite spell? Yeah. When are we going to get this one where you disappear into the wall like Homer Simpson? Um... I'm quite looking forward to using that, but things would be, have to be pretty bad before I start doing that. Melt yeah, we'll, to stone. We'll yeah. Well, that is like, uh, you know, the party's completely yeah. screwed. The only way to do anything is just to get into the wall and, and hope nobody <laughs> spots me. Get into the wall. Things <laughs> <laughs> would be pretty bad. Well, <laughs> it does. I mean, it's like, it's TPK territory. What do you want to do? Well, head down. Okay. Over the wall. Graham ferries people over the over wall. The wall. You can do that just as in your first visit. It's not long before you get the sense that things are approaching. Things have taken notice of your presence this Christmas. What, inside or outside? How very appropriate. Outside the wall, out in the dense jungle around you, the whoops and cries and chattering of the crazy primates gets more focused and gets more proximate. But by the time that it's at any point getting anywhere near threatening to you, you're well over the wall and inside the main compound. Mm-hmm. Are you going to dimension door back to where you were? What do you want to do? I think we walk in. Let's try that at least as far as we can. Across the um, open ground between the wall and the ziggurat itself. Yeah. Down into the one of the atriums, maybe the one that you went through the first time. It, all is quiet, but as you enter the uh, hall of welcome there's one big change which is that from that northern door the door to the torture chamber a carpet of writhing green horrid worms spreads and seems to sort of zero in on the aperture on the pit and you can see their little wiggly slimy bodies tumbling over into the darkness in some numbers if we look into that northern room, is that uh, somebody can fly? Somebody going to fly and do that? Well, Graham is. Is there some okay. kind of session? <laughs> uh, is there some? Yeah. Kind, is it? Where I are they coming from? Flying near the ceiling, out of sight. Well, it looks like there was a sort of reservoir of worms in a hollowed-out section uh, all around the actual structure of the room. Yeah, um, there was a glass. Uh, is, yes, and that glass is cracked. The north western corner of that chamber that's where the glass is fully splintered you don't get the sense that there's an infinite supply that's kind of but you also get the sense that it's quite a slow process does it look like it there's enough worms here to fill the pool at the bottom you'd have said probably not right the sea of worms was vast does it look like we could fly down through the hole and not get wormed Yes. I mean, I think that the issue would be that they are tumbling over the edge and falling like a horrible... But aren't they falling from one side, the side with the... Right, but they're pitching out. It's a 60-foot drop, and it's not the widest of things. There are (laughs) free-falling... 
falling worms. <laughs> Zooming down the middle of the pit, as well as worms, as it were, tumbling or sliming down the inner wall of the pit. I would say that it would be a formality to brush them away or to fend them off as you descended. So I'm saying, yes, you could do that. When the uh, first one of the shards shattered, did that kill off the lake of worms? Yes, yes. it did. Do we fly down? Do we dimension door down? Well, if we can fly down safely, why don't we do that? Save the spells. Hmm. Can I have a lift on your sweepstake, please? Parker and Buggy are the only people that can't fly, but you have got the bag of holding. I can fly, but it's a once-only. Walk along walls, but not ceilings. If it's not dangerous, we could just shuttle. Yeah. Yeah, so you shuttle. Yeah. Where are you dropping people off? Let me put you on a map. Have we got a map? Where do we think we want to go, guys? Well, I think we want to go back into the vortex, don't we? So how about that? that western corridor well, just in that corridor yeah. in the northwest yeah yeah we do it in one float we stick buggy in the bag of holding mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody tosses yeah. a dwarf mm-hmm. alessandra yeah. carries somebody and you carry somebody i'm just let's not yeah okay get into it right and then as okay. we swoop down over the sea of worms i'll drop the bag of holding <laughs> into the sea <laughs> opening the top just as you do so just as yeah uh, right. Oh, I am yeah. related to you, nice. Sessions. Mm. Do I need to point that out again? Should we be just nabbing that portrait of ourselves on the... On the well, I'm going to say that you're all in that little passageway, the northwestern corner of the lake. You know that if you were to head north from where you are, you'd go into the room with all of the preserved uh, beeb dobies. Yeah. And then by extension, you could go back to the lobby and then back to the room with the fountain in it. That's that way. Turn left from where you are. You head south into the room, the Naga. I presume one of you is peering around the corner. Yeah. There's no cat. There's no tentacles. That chamber is apparently empty. The vortex is still there, though. The vortex is still there. Okay, Buggy will activate his flame tongue and move forward. Proceed Mm -hmm. forward southwards into the room with the vortex. Burple will follow up behind. Sessions will follow a bit behind Burple. On the sweepstake. Yep, up towards Parker. And Parker uh, will... Yeah, I'll just basically go between Burple and Buggy, yeah. So what we think, Lucas, is this leads through to the same shadow realm where we had we met the spider and we fought the spider and we oh, met oh, the yeah. googly-eyed sessions. We a shadow think, version. A shadow version. Yeah. And we think that through there is a, some kind of... Well, some tentacles came out of it and started feeling around. We kind of avoided them, but probably there's something in the pool in the shadow realm mm-hmm. jump through everybody jumps through <sighs> yeah okay well, might as well yeah into the vortex one after the other time dilates and then contracts you find yourself running falling flying spinning through a darkness that may last forever after what could be just an instant but also could be eternity you sense a darkness at the end of the tunnel that rushes towards you and we'll find out what's <laughs> on the other side of that darkness when we pick things up next week sigh well gotta stop sometime the 
Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Spire of Long Shadows and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Spire of Long Shadows was written by Jesse Decker. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening.